you're one of two people if you carry a flask and they both fucking suck. You're either the guy who can't afford drinks at the bar, so you fill up your flask with shitty whiskey and order Cokes all night and mix them in the bathroom, or you're the guy who can't be sober ever. You're probably a douchebag and you have no idea. Hello, hello, Ryan Patrick here. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to spot a douchebag from a mile away, why I can't say no to pizza, how sports fans enjoy life more than I do, why no Star Wars fan will ever be happy, the new genre I'm starting called Fantasy Smut, and how to decide which friends to buy Christmas presents for. So take off your fedora, put down your microbrewed IPA, and grab your electronic cigarette, and enjoy the show. You're probably a douchebag, and you have no idea. So there's a few things that people do or say in their everyday life that will basically let me know that they're a total fucking douchebag. The one that everyone knows is people who wear their sunglasses at night so you know whether you're walking down the street or you're at a bar and you see this dude it's always guys and i've never seen a girl wear sunglasses at night you got this guy who's just got his sunglasses on it's 10 o'clock at night the sun's been down for hours and he's just standing there like he's the shit So basically, there's two reasons why you should wear sunglasses at night. Only two reasons. A, you're blind, okay? You get a pass on that. Second reason, you're fucked up on crystal meth. If you've scraped and scratched away your skin on your face so much that you're afraid you're going to start scratching your eyeballs out and you have to wear sunglasses as protective shields, then please... By all means, wear sunglasses at night. Look at the long list of celebrities who wear sunglasses at night. Number one, Bono. You knew I was going to say that. Because guess what? You already knew he's a fucking douchebag. Okay? End of list. That's it. Okay? Besides that, how about your cousin's shitty fucking metal band? And they all wear sunglasses on stage. If you're in a band... Do not wear sunglasses on stage. You are a fucking douchebag. So there's a few other things that people do that will set off little red flags that let me know they're total douchebags. Another good one is the Zippo lighter. You see this guy. He's sitting at the coffee shop, sitting at the bar. It's almost like he's just hunting. He's waiting there, sitting, looking for someone to pull out a camel light. And there's like, oh, yeah, there he is. Okay. Hey, what's up, man? You need a light? And he's got all these cool fucking sunglass nighttime wearing tricks that he can just flick his Zippo with his knuckles and flips him around and ups his ass and up his ass and out his mouth and all this thing. And then, you know, it's like, dude, I. I'm good. I I actually have a a lighter, so uh, a a non-douchebag lighter. And, you know, uh, most of the guys who carry Zippos are, or at least at one point, were those just greaser throwback 
gross fucking dudes who just, I hate to break it to you, the 50s kind of sucked, okay? Elvis, he's all right. Give it up, okay? No one thinks you're cool. Stop fucking cuffing your jeans and slicking your hair like that and wearing fucking cool vintage leather jackets. All right, no one cares. Throw your fucking Zippo away. Get a Bic lighter or some matches. Okay, fuck you. Another good one is the flask. You're one of two people if you carry a flask and they both fucking suck. You're either the guy who can't afford drinks at the bar, so you fill up your flask with shitty whiskey and order Cokes all night and mix them in the bathroom, or you're the guy who can't be sober ever. You love getting fucked up in non-drinking situations. You're at the movies, you got your flask. You're hanging out with your friends anywhere. You have your flask. You're at a coffee shop, and you're that idiot who's pouring little shots of whiskey in his coffee cup that he only paid a refill price for because he's held on to his cup for six days or possibly fished it out of the trash. Either way, you're a fucking douchebag. Okay, I'm just going to uh, rattle off a few more. They just come to the top of my head here. Um... People who take photos and video with iPads. Um, people, uh, white guys with dreads. Um, guys with man buns. And people and white guys who tear, white guys who tie their dreads into man buns. Seriously, if you do this, just jump into a fucking fire and don't come out. Don't call for help. Just sit there and burn. Um, let's see. Uh, people who watch Entourage. Anyone. Male or female. Doesn't matter. Um, people who practice kung fu moves in public. And people who practice yoga moves in public people who people who wear pajamas outside of their house seriously can you not be bothered to put on a pair of pants before you enter the enter the real world we're adults here okay we're trying to have a society are you four years old and your mother just got so frazzled and sick of putting up with your shit that she just she just said Fuck it. I I can't deal with you right now. I, you, you, I'm not even going to address you. You're just going to wear your pajamas outside. Is that what has that transcended into your adulthood to where you're so frazzled with your shitty life that you just can't be bothered to put on pants to walk it to 7-Eleven? Fuck you. You're a douchebag. And the ultimate the ultimate thing that immediately sets off a red flag that lets me know you're a complete douchebag is if you're the guy who only wears flip-flops and shorts. Doesn't matter if you're walking to the store 
if it's winter time and it's fucking freezing, you still have flip-flops on. You still have shorts on. It's comfortable. Fuck you. And I've even worked with people in the past that have worn flip-flops and shorts to work. And it's like, are you fucking serious? Where did your parents go wrong? What? How did society fail you? to make you think it's okay to wear flip-flops and shorts to work, okay? Here's the only reason you should ever wear flip-flops and shorts to work is if you work at the beach. And if you work at the beach, fuck you, get a real job. So if you do any of these things that I just mentioned, you're probably a douchebag. And if you know anyone or have friends that do any of these things, you probably hang out with douchebags. So reevaluate your life and don't be a douchebag. <coughs> I love it when people ask me if I want a piece of pizza or a slice of cake. It's like, come on, look at me. Do I look like I've ever said no to a slice of cake? Honestly. Being a fat guy, you get sick a lot and not because you're unhealthy or because you're overweight and don't exercise ever or eat right or have high cholesterol fat people we get sick a lot because we take risks and I'm not talking about risks like healthy people risks like skydiving zip lining or uh, moving into a new city to follow your dreams I'm talking about food risks Specifically, leftover risks. Now, the average person would walk into a break room at work and see a couple boxes of pizza with a few slices in it. And unless someone said to them, hey, we just ordered pizza like 40 minutes ago. Go ahead and grab a slice, bro. Or unless it's actually still warm, they would most likely just walk away. Just walk away from the situation and go along go and go on with their just amazing, skinny, average-sized existence. They just simply walk away. Not me. I can't just simply walk away from pizza. I have a problem. So, <clears throat> not too long ago at one of my jobs, I lived a little. I took a chance. I took a risk. I saw a couple of boxes of pizza in the break room. And it was obvious that it had been sitting there for hours. And it wasn't a situation where I was broke and couldn't afford lunch or fat guys. We, we never we, we always have food money. I'd sell I'd sell my fat body on the street before I went hungry. I actually don't even think I've felt hunger since the 90s. So it wasn't like I was broke or couldn't leave work to get lunch. And actually, I think I even had a lunch packed in the refrigerator that day. I wasn't even hungry. I just wanted pizza. And it was sitting there all lonely. So I decided to comfort it. Decided to roll the dice with my butthole so I'm in the break room 
and I see the boxes of pizza laying there. I walk up and I do a check and oh my God, they're heavy. Instantly, my mouth just starts salivating and feelings of true love and total understanding of the universe just starts consuming me. Everything made sense at that point. There were no longer any problems in my life. So I see there's about six slices. So I kind of just rationalize. Well, I'll just have like two slices and there's, there's still going to be plenty of pizza for whoever this pizza belongs to. So I uh, shamefully look around both entrances to the break room to make sure coast is clear and it's we're good so I just go for it at first I think I should really just just heat this up in the microwave and you know just kill off any potential things that might have grown on the slices that have been sitting here for who knows how long but I'm just like fuck it and I just went for it I've never had a bad experience with pizza even if it's shitty pizza it's still pizza it's like sex even if it's bad sex at least it's sex and I'm not spending another night watching Doctor Who and playing with my cat so this pizza is fucking amazing and of course by bite three I immediately start farting it doesn't matter doesn't matter though I'm eating pizza. Life's good. So as I'm finished with my first slice and going to my second one, I start thinking about how long this pizza could have actually been sitting here. It was Sunday and I didn't work Saturday and Friday was a holiday. So there's a good chance that the pizza could have been sitting there since Thursday afternoon and it's 6 p.m. On Sunday. So technically, it could have been sitting there for four days. <clears throat> so, this logic would have stopped most people. But as I'm thinking about this, I start rationalizing. Well, there's four slices left. So technically, I could have one more and they wouldn't get pissed. But you know what? This time, I'm going to heat it up. I'm going to switch it up a little because I just had two cold slices and I want a warm one. Just warm up my mouth a little bit. So I stick it in the microwave for a minute and a half and continue uncontrollably farting. It's not the pizza though. It's, it's probably the soda I had earlier. Soda gives me gas. So as I'm waiting for the pizza to heat up, one of my coworkers walks in with a frozen dinner to heat up. And for a second, I think, uh, I think about lying to her and telling her that I'm not, I'm not, that's not my pizza. No, I wouldn't eat that weird mystery pizza, but I'm sure with all the pizza sauce covered on my face and the pepperoni in my hair, there's no way she'll believe me. So I just say hi, grab my pizza and just fart my way out of there. I was so pissed though because in my head I'm like oh great she saw me eat pizza now she's never gonna have sex with me she was 
totally game up until that point. She saw me just pizza sauce caked all over my mouth and just a foul stench of pizza-flavored bowel cancer in the air. That's it. She's done. So, so I go, I go back to my cubicle, kind of hide in, just hide in all my shame and finish my third slice of mystery pizza. And as I'm putting away another 800 calories into my mouth, I start getting a sharp stomach pain and I'm, I'm just, I keep eating though. I mean, I'm like halfway done, so, you know, I can't waste it. So I finish the third slice, wipe the grease off my hands on my pants, and then continue my work. A few minutes later, I get a super sharp stomach pain. And then a super sour fart. It just kind of stings a little bit. So then I just kind of spray some Axe body spray in the uh, in the air, just mask that kind of horrid sewer smell, and just kind of just keep working. Then a few seconds later, I fart again, and I'm like, "Oh my god, I just shit!" So I immediately just get up, run to the bathroom, and have explosive diarrhea for a, a little while. But it's not that bad. I've had worse. And you know, <laughs> you know you're fat when you rate how bad your diarrhea is. Eh, it's like a 5.7. It's not It's not as bad as the 8.2 I had with the orange chicken the other day. So I'm a risk taker. I like to live a little every once in a while. Some people jump out of airplanes, rock climb without a harness, and... Some people eat strange pizza that's been sitting around for four days and almost shit their pants. We're all just humans. <clears throat> so this week, the Star Wars, the new Star Wars trailer came out, and uh, people started going ape shit, and it really upset me. So uh, earlier, I made a little video, put it on YouTube. So. Uh, decided to uh share it here on this little this little podcast and uh check it out this is what i had to say no star wars fan will ever be happy because no matter what their idea was better jj abrams could come out with the perfect star wars film flawless acting perfect script, amazing cinematography, groundbreaking fucking special effects, and still there's going to be a group of people that are just outrageous about how fucking terrible this movie is because they had a better idea. Man, we're, if only I could make a fucking Star Wars movie. It was just like when the title the force awakens was announced when i heard it i read it and said oh that's cool i now know the title of the new film nice everybody else dude it should have been called fucking this man that name is so generic okay fuck you listen first of all you don't even know what this movie is about. 
So your shitty, fucking terrible opinion, you have nothing to base that on. So you know what? If your idea is so amazing, why don't you go ahead and make your own Star Wars film? Oh, wait. That's right. Because no one will give a shit. Because your idea is terrible. Okay? So just do everyone a favor. Just shut up. Wait for the movie to come out. And you know what? After the movie comes out, do everyone a favor and don't share or post your opinion because just like the turkey you ate on Thanksgiving, nobody fucking gives a shit about seeing that or hearing about it. Do everybody a favor and shut the fuck up. Thank you. So as far back as I can remember, I've never been into sports. My dad wasn't into sports. None of my friends growing up were into sports. So I just, it wasn't a big deal to me. And I honestly feel like I'm at a huge disadvantage because I'm not into sports. Because I feel like the average sports fan enjoys life so much more than I do. So let's just use football as an example. The average fan watching a football game... I'm pretty sure gets more excited about their team moving up five yards than I do about anything that's ever happened in my life. I could win $10 million and I might just be like, yeah, nice. Yes. That's so fucking awesome. Yes. All my dreams are coming true. And that's it. And here, here you are, like, scored a touchdown, and some guy's fucking blowing his throat out, screaming at the top of his lungs. I just don't get that excited about shit. And I mean, I could, I could all of a sudden gain the superpower of flight and be able to fly, or the superpower of flight and invisibility, and be able to fly into, you know hot girls bedrooms and watch them change and I wouldn't be that excited that was creepy um like I said I could with 10 100 million dollars and you know I could I could have 10 naked women all around me and still I there's just not that part of me that's just like yes so you know I just uh, and I I really feel like these people enjoy life so much more than I do. Um, you know, it, it's like, do they, does that excitement about small things transcend into their everyday life? Like they're driving down the street and you, the light's red and just right before they're about to hit the brakes, the light turns green. And average person would just be like, oh, that's cool. That's nice. You know, and, and they're just, are they freaking out? Just like, yes, I didn't have to fucking pump my brakes. Yes. I, I can't even, I can't even, talking about this right now, I can't even jokingly be excited about anything. I can't even do it. I can't even fake it. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll watch football games with friends or at work, and you know these people are just going fucking ape shit. And I try, I I try to fake it and and be like one of the guys, and it just I just look like a fucking idiot. And I I mean, 
like, honestly, are you, you know, do you get excited about everything in your life? You're just like, God damn it, this gum is so fucking good. Ugh. You know, just the most mediocre, almost not even that, you know, like, dude, did you see that episode of CSI last night? Oh my God, Ted Danson. Like, no, I, I didn't see it. Uh, I mean, Ted Danson's okay. You know, he's cool in some stuff, but, you know, that shows. Sorry. No, dude. Ah, they solved the crime. You know, are they just like they go to Subway or Chipotle and just freak the fuck out? Yes, I'm eating a, I'm eating a sandwich. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Subway is, I've never had a bad sandwich at Subway, but at the same time, I've never had a good one. You know, it's just kind of like, I'm hungry. This is somewhat affordable. And I'm going to eat here because it's right down the street from my work. You know, and it's just like, I maybe have had a sandwich once where I'm like, "Eh, that was not bad. You know, are these guys like, yes, extra avocado. You know, are you going into Chipotle, like freaking out? I mean, to me, it's, you know, like, it's not a big deal. It's, it's just, it's Chipotle. Like, oh, cool. Um, bland bean chicken burrito with runny sour cream and, uh, and uh, guacamole. Cool. I guess I'll just eat this. I'm hungry. It's somewhat affordable. You know, it's like even if I was eating authentic Mexican food from a 70-year-old grandma who can't speak English, I would not get that excited. It, you know, it, it, and but I honestly feel like I'm missing out. Like I like how are things that are so mediocre so fucking impressive? Um you know, another thing that really bothers me about sports fans is people will talk about their team. It's like, this is my, I'm a Chargers fan. I'm from fucking San Diego. Bolt pride, bro. You know, like whatever team you're from or whatever city you're from, that's your team. Like, no, it's not. You are, you have nothing to do with that team. Like, I'm sorry, were you a part of the the hours and hours of rigorous training and strategizing and coming up with new plays and plans to outsmart and outperform your team? I'm sorry, were you part of that? Because you just said this is your team. Did they just fucking spent the last four hours maxing out the potential of their physical body and you sat here fucking inhaling a pound of chips and cheese whiz and 120 ounces of beer and somehow you helped like you screaming at the tv helped your team win why no you had nothing to do with this uh Like, just because you're from a city, why do you feel like there's ownership over a certain sports team? It's like, 
oh, this movie got made in L.A. I'm from L.A. This is my movie. This uh, Broadway musical, it was written and performed in New York. I'm from New York. This must be my play. No, that logic, no, fuck you. And people just get so worked up about, like, what'd you say about my team, bro? Like, you you know, the, just like, fuck the Raiders. You know, like, who cares? You're That's not your team. You're not part of the... I, I could somewhat understand if you are an actual player in that team that somebody's talking shit about. People have literally gone to jail and gotten stabbed and killed over talking shit about their team that's not your team i'm sorry to break it to you you and your dumbass drunk friends screaming at a fucking television had nothing to do with their win and uh, another thing that uh really bothers me about the whole like kind of it's not every sports fan um but i'm again i'm just going to use football as an example Just, uh, you know, just that kind of jock mentality of just kind of like, fuck you, nerd. You know, like, you got some guy, you know, especially when you're younger, just like some guys all about either playing football, you know, it's all about football and, um, you know, just fucking getting down on the nerds. And uh, it's funny, though, it wasn't until like maybe a couple years ago that I really understood what fantasy football actually was that... I realized that fantasy football is literally the jock equivalent of playing Dungeons and Dragons. Seriously. It's like you have, you create this fantasy team of players from every single different team, and then you follow their stats and their, you know, fucking how many yards they went and, and who won this game, who won that. And it, and that, that just, just this, and it's a battle with, and you, you know, your fantasy football team is like, you're playing other guys who also put all this time and effort into watching every game and know every fucking stat. You're a fucking nerd. Okay. You're just as fucking nerdy as the guy sitting alone or sitting with his friends playing Dungeons and Dragons on the weekend, okay? The the guy who's sitting there and reading all the fucking bullshit trivia about some stupid movie or some stupid comic, like, it's the same amount of time put into something. But it's just, di- it's just you like sports and this guy likes fucking comic books or Dungeons and Dragons or video games or whatever. You're not any better. You're not any worse. It's the same shit. You're just really into something. And I think that's just like, you can be a fucking nerd about anything. You can be a football nerd. Nerd just means I have a large interest in something. I think that's what that word should be. (laughs) The definition of nerd should be changed to that. I just have a vast interest and knowledge in one particular topic. And uh, sometimes when I'm, you know, at work or, or hanging out with friends and uh, there's a football game on, I'll I'll spot it. They're fakers. I'll, I'll see people and just be like, you're one of me. You hate this shit just as much as I do. But somehow you figured out how to fake it so well that they actually think you're into this. 
you know, I, and I applaud them because they, nobody's going to look at them as the weirdo who doesn't like sports. Um, but it just makes me think how many people are actually faking it and how many are really into it. Now you can tell the guy who's really into it because he'll watch the games by himself. He'll sit there. If none of his friends can hang out, none of, you know, whatever, they all got to work there, you know, whatnot. He'll sit there and watch game after game by himself. That's the dude who's super into it. But the casual football fan, sports fan, that's what you got to watch out for. You know, if you can fake that, you can fake anything. You know, but so, like, how many people are actually faking? Is it, can we get a study going, like a percentage here? Um, you know, there's, I mean, obviously, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's always the case of like, oh, my boyfriend or girlfriend's super into it. So I'm just going to kind of go along with it and, you know, and support her and, and try to be in it as, or support him and then try to be into it as much as possible. I get that, but you know, how many guys are out there just pretending to like it because they're all their buddies like it. And really, they just want to go read some erotic Star Wars fan fiction. Um, you know, and I, I just, I, I wish I could be like that. I wish I could fake it. So, again, I'm, I'm just jealous. Honestly, I wish I could be that excited about anything. And I want to know more. Is this just, is that, is this like a primal competition between people just, you know, who can scream the loudest? Um, but again, I'm just, comes back to that I'm just a fucking weirdo who doesn't like sports, and that's who I'm always going to be. Anyway, so every once in a while I like to write a little song, and I decided each episode I'm going to play in one, so here it is. Deal with it. Top, Cause you're the greatest You're the best white collar middle class employee I've ever seen You can do it, yes I know you Shit's pretty cool. Really fucking cool. 
Well, it's kill or be killed in this corporate world And there's blood to be spilled onto the floor But I'm not gonna clean it up Cause I'm not the motherfucking janitor You will be in a couple of weeks Cause I'm gonna get the job And you're not cause you're a little Motherfucking man, and even though you're a bit older, you're still pretty good looking. Yeah, good enough for a boy. And even if you get fired. Even if you broke and tired You will always know that you got that hand drop From your boss's secretary And it's his oldest daughter And jobs are pretty cool I totally back them You can do it You can do anything you want in this world Just All right, that was You Can Do It by myself, Ryan Patrick, and uh, backup vocals by Emily Brin, uh, which is my sister, actually. And uh, you can find that song on my website, www.cloudypastime.com. That's www.cloudypastime.com. So like everyone I know that's, um, you know, either a songwriter or writes scripts or is a stand-up comedian or whatever, they all pretty much just always write down any ideas they have. And um, I do the same thing. So sometimes, though, I look back at some of my ideas and I'm just so fucking blown away about how terrible or absolutely fucking weird they are so I was uh, kind of thumbing through some old ideas I had just in my little note app on my uh, iPhone here and I, <laughs> I came across one called fantasy smut and I am literally beside myself that I actually I actually wrote these words down it's I mean I I literally can't do anything but just read to you exactly what I wrote down so you know normally it'll just be kind of like I'm walking down the street I'm hanging out somewhere all of a sudden you know some crazy idea or some funny idea or whatever hits me and I just jot it down real quick sometimes they're super detailed sometimes they're you know just one or two sentences or just a word sometimes um, so let me just read fantasy smut to you. I'm just going to read the whole thing. It's not that long. Okay. Fantasy smut story about one kingdom 
that is overly sexual and people walk around naked half the time fucking in the streets. It's the norm to introduce yourself by shaking their your dick <laughs> by it's the norm to introduce yourself by shaking your dick or or women shaking their tits. Then the neighboring kingdom is overly religious and despises the other kingdom. A young virgin boy who is 18 gets seduced by a girl in the slutty kingdom, a kind of Romeo and Juliet story. The kingdoms go to war with one another. The clean kingdom's queen is being fucked by the dirty kingdom's king on the reg. It literally says on the reg. The clean king finds out, finds that out, and and that's what starts the war. Have each chapter switch from a dirty person and a clean person. That way you can show a contrast in the viewpoint of the story. <laughs> so, yeah, that, you know, that'll definitely really help tie it together. Um, I am fucking blown away that I literally, I, I'm embarrassed. I cannot believe that I wrote that. And you might be thinking to yourself, you know what? That was probably like nine years ago, 10 years ago. And, you know, you've really, you know, grown as a, a writer and an artist since then. Nope. That was written two years ago where I was 28. What the fuck is wrong with me? I cannot believe this. But part of me wants to move ahead with the story I really want to get fantasy smut going it's a new genre get a little Romeo and Juliet fantasy smut kickstarter going on here get some backers shoot a little um, little YouTube series so I want to share a couple more ideas and stuff that I had um, none which, by the way, are as good as Fantasy Smut. But there's some good ones. I randomly wrote down Cunt Wizard. No context. Nothing describing what that is. I don't know. Sounds kind of cool, cool, though. Cunt Wizard. Um, also, Baristas. I had a, a list of just ideas on the same page as Cunt Wizard was Baristas. Apparently, I had some type of idea for baristas never wrote it down um drunk nihilistic santa that's actually kind of you know okay um let me uh let's see this one is actually kind of funny the it's called the hold on let me kind of read just the mic here to read this the eccentric interior decorator murderer this is kind of a good this is kind of good. A guy who every time he goes to kill someone right before he kills them, he stops and freaks out about the person's drapes or the color scheme of their room. Honestly, I might actually go with that. I might roll with that one. Um here's a couple other ones. Okay classic here 
guy telling a girl where a coffee shop is that they're meeting up at, he says, it's pretty big, well lit, and I have my 91 Toyota Camry parked out in the front. You can't miss it. It's a great car. Very reliable. Don't know what that's about. Um, Guy is waiting to meet a girl at a coffee shop and adjusts his balls and then looks up and sees the girl walking up and tries to play it off. I mean, honestly, guys, we've all been there. It probably really did happen to me. And that's why I wrote it down. So, yeah, I want to continue sharing my shitty, awful, crazy, and just fucking weird ideas. So, who knows what I'll write down in the future or what I'll dig up from my past. I... highly doubt though that anything will ever be as good as fantasy smut that's it I've peaked never getting better how do you decide who you get a Christmas present for now um, obviously you, you can't get a present for literally everyone you know so how do you whittle down the list to who you buy gifts for and who you don't, who are your real friends that you buy presents for, and who are the fucking assholes that you pretend are your friends because you're really just afraid they might kill you in your sleep if you don't hang out with them, so you pretend to be their friend, but you would never buy a present for them. How do you differentiate the two? So, obviously, your immediate family, they all get presents even if you don't like them. Sorry. It's a given. You have to. Um, Girlfriends, boyfriends, wives, husbands, mistresses, friends with benefits, your main squeeze, favorite hooker, obviously, duh, they all get presents. But, so that's a given, okay? Immediate family, significant other, all right. But what about your friends? How do you, that's, that's really what we're talking about right here. How do you whittle down your friend list? Because obviously, we're not all millionaires here, so we have a fixed budget we're working with. You know, usually if you have a a mediocre income, you have, you know, a few hundred dollars that you can kind of disperse amongst, you know, all the presents you're buying. And if you go into debt buying Christmas presents for people, you're a fucking idiot. Seriously. Okay. People don't, they don't need shit that much. They don't need it that bad. So how do you decide which of your friends get presents? So obviously your best friends, your team A, you know, the group of people you hang out with several times a week, talk to all the time, share everything with, they're getting presents. That's also given your best friends, your team A. But what about like when we start getting into the B team here, you know, your friends that you don't maybe don't mind hanging out with sometimes, um, and you've had some good times with them, but you know they've got some issues, so you don't want to see them all the time. Um, this could be, you know, like a second cousin or something, or or um, someone you work with. Um, you know, you kind of like them, but you kind of hate them. They're your B team. Um, you know, it might be somebody 
that you sh- um, have a common shared space with, like um, someone that you've kind of befriended at a coffee shop or a bar that you hang out. Um, not necessarily, you know, a close friend, maybe not even necessarily somebody that you will go out of your way to hang out with ever besides your common shared space, but you, you know, you're friendly with each other. You make each other laugh. You like them. You might, you know, be friends with them on Facebook. Do you buy that person a present? I don't know. Should you? I mean, I feel like if you have the money and you like them enough, sure, go for it. But what's the price range here we're talking about for the B team? So obviously your girlfriend, your significant other, boyfriend, whatever, that's, you're going to spend the most money on them. And if you don't, you better lie to them and tell them you did. Um, but so for the B team here, <coughs> are we talking like a, you know, $20 limit, $10 limit? I'm thinking personally five to 10 bucks because fuck them. They don't, you know, they're all right. Um, but you know, what about the C team, the D team? These are people that you're obligated to hang out with. The annoying ass guy you went to high school with 10 years ago that you somehow still haven't figured out how to get him out of your life. Do you get that guy a present? I mean, uh, what about, okay. Every job you work, there's always that guy. And I'm not talking about just that douchebag guy. I'm talking about that guy who potentially could bring a gun to work and start fucking blowing people away. Okay. Now, personally, every job I've had uh, has always, this guy has existed. It's always a guy. Um, and I've personally always taken the route of just maybe not necessarily befriending them, but being nice to them. And you know, I might even go out of my way to sit with them at lunch or, you know, like go grab a coffee with them on our lunch break. Um, not get too close, but definitely you know, don't make fun of them. And if I do, it's totally behind their back and they'll never hear about it. So, but I solely do this because if that, if that ever happens to where they bring that fucking, uh, machine gun to work and start blowing everyone away, hopefully he'll stop when he gets to me and, and turn his gun away and say, you were always nice to me. That's literally why I'm always nice to that guy that I work with. So here's what I'm asking though is should you get that guy a present? Because that might just add to the idea that he might not blow you away because it could be like he's got the gun he's fucking killed everyone your asshole boss you know that stupid idiot that works next to you thank god he's dead um 
But when he turns to you, he's going to say, you were always nice to me and you got me a Christmas present last year. And then he walks on. Because there's always a scenario, what could it be like January, or, uh, January 1st or whatever, freshly after Christmas, you didn't get him anything. He comes in, blown people away, left and right. And he comes to you and he says, you were always nice to me, but you didn't give me a fucking Christmas present. Fuck you. Okay. Yeah, definitely get him one. I'm thinking $10 range here. Okay. Nothing fancy. 10 bucks tops. It's for your safety. Okay. So here's the next question. What if someone gets you a gift and you didn't get them anything. What do you do? Do you accept the gift and call it a day? Oh man, cool. Thanks. Or do you take it and lie to them and say, Oh, I, Oh, thank you so much. I told you, know what? I, I, I actually, I got you something online and it hasn't come yet. You know how it is postal service just backed up right now um i'm gonna it should be here tomorrow or day after that with let's get coffee and then i'll bring it to you honestly i've totally done that i try so hard in my life to not lie but i feel like that's one of the exceptions you can lie it's okay to lie to somebody if they got you a Christmas present and you didn't and you tell them their presence on the way, that's okay. It's in the Bible somewhere. So yeah, I think uh, we've kind of figured this out here. Um, media family. Yes. Buy him a present. A team. Yes. B team. Fuck them. But sure. If you got the money, eh, why not? They're not really good enough to call your friends, but sure, I got five bucks. Here's, you know, some fucking Marvel Pez dispensers I found at Target. Have these. I kind of like you. And C-Team? Definitely yes. I said ten bucks. You know what? How much is your life worth to you get him something nice you know spend a little put it on the credit card pay it off later why not it's your life you're talking about here okay merry fucking christmas everyone don't forget to buy me a present or else All right, that's it. We're fucking done. That's all we got. So now, go listen to a better podcast. Don't listen to this again. It's terrible. Next next time, we'll see what other douchebags we can talk about and shitty things that happen in our lives, in my life specifically. But until then... Don't be a fucking douchebag. Please, for the love of God. Thanks.